Good morning. Happy Friday to you all. Today, I just want to... This, this, this clip from Richard Hammond online talking about... He doesn't really talk about what happened to him. So if you don't know, he had a major car accident and he went into a coma. And this video of him explaining that, oh my God, it touched touched me. I felt emotional. So I'm going to play it now. Um, hopefully you enjoy. It's not that long. A long time ago, I was in a coma with a brain injury as a result of a particularly flamboyant crash involving a certain jet-powered dragster. In hospital, intensive care, things apparently not looking very good, but I didn't know. There was a lot of morphine flowing around my system. I finally woke and I shared with my wife, Mindy, a dream I'd been having, a really, really, really vivid one, probably partly on account of the morphine. And in my mind, I'd been walking these hills here in the Lake District overlooking Buttermere. I was having a lovely time strolling along. And gradually, I got a growing sense of, you know when you know you're in trouble? When you're a teenager staying out just that bit too late. You're not definitely in massive trouble yet, but you're in a bit of trouble. And that feeling grew and grew. And I walked up this slope where I am now, towards this tree, this exact tree. And as I got closer and closer to the tree, that sense of, ooh, I really am in trouble. I'm going to be shouted. I'm going to be in a lot of trouble grew and grew until eventually in my dream I turned back. I didn't walk round this tree and carry on and I woke and that's the dream I told Mindy about. Mindy told me her side of the story because at the same time I was having that dream she'd been called into intensive care and told Mrs Hammond I'm really sorry things aren't looking good. All his vitals they were monitoring everything I was on full life support and breathing apparatus and the lot and she was told it's not looking good, we think we're going to lose him. And she said, is there anything I can do? And they said, well, no, not really. And she said, can I shout at him? And they said, yeah, whatever. And she asked, no, I mean, really, really shout at him. And she did. And apparently she roared and screamed and swore at me, don't you dare die. And that's when I turned back from this tree in my dream. And that's when I woke. It's true. I mean, I didn't really come up to this hill and walk around this tree. I was in a coma in Leeds. But my mind did, and my mind is who I am. I know that very well, having damaged it with a frontal lobe brain injury and spent a long time recovering. And I've taken huge solace from that ever since, because that was my last thought. Certainly at the time. And my last thoughts took me somewhere... I love, and somewhere unhappy. And that last thought, if I had shut down and stopped, would have echoed as far as I was concerned for all of eternity, and I've found immense comfort from it ever since. So I'm not scared of this old tree. I pass it regularly when most months at some point I'll come up here and walk, and every time I pass it, I do feel comforted. I know it's where I'll go. And it's still here, and I'm still here. But it does... It does speak of the importance of place and the joy of being connected with the place. And I know this is very, very genuinely where I am and where one day I will be. And one day I will walk around this tree. Nice to know where it is. Powerful, no? Can't like, it's amazing. And this, that I love the part about like you know, he's got that place where he walks he's got that place and he feels at home 
we've all got that place we go for a walk and we should never take those places for granted those are the important moments there's not the the fancy cars and the you know spending a lot of money and stuff like that there's little walks in nature and he's connected to that and, yeah, and just his wife shouting at him you like you know in my head it's vividly like she's screaming at him you don't you know don't you dare leave me come back here and like that story you know why would he lie about it to start with shout at him you know you know it reminds me of dylan thomas's poem rage against the dying of the light like you know raging against what was going to happen and it, it, it pulled him back basically and I, I don't know really what lesson I took from that moment, but it's kind of like some people just need someone to tell them to come back or to go and do it, keep going, and it can and that can somehow work. Like she shouting him to come back, he's come back. Having a support system is in, is is essential. I think like in those moments, those are the people that are going to be there for you, right? your family, your friends that you hold dear, you know, we can make loads of new superficial friends if we want and all that stuff, but, you know, it's those people that matter. And that story, it's, it's just, it's quite comforting to know as well. I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of antidotes about people in the near, near-death experiences talking about going to some really nice place. And I suppose if that's how death is, then fine, no problem. But it wasn't his time to go. And that's down, a lot of us probably down to his partner, Shouting, saying it's not his time, and he decided. Um, I can't believe I'm connected to Harry Potter, but um, when Harry gets hit by Voldemort in the forest and goes to that white King's Cross, and um, he's like, "Where do I go?" And you know, looks like King Cross. He's like, "Yeah, hey, you know, it's up to you. It's your choice. You can go back. You can go back. Just hop on the train. Your decision. It's up to you." I'm not saying that's gonna be for everyone, but. Really, what is it? We we have a choice in in um, in those moments. Like I don't know. I feel like we have a choice. We, we can keep going. We can give up. We've always got a choice. Those are those are always two options. There's give up and keep going. And I've had to remind myself of that lately. But a lot of stuff as well. Like you work hard or something, you keep going at it, and it's just so much graft. So like you're pushing this massive boulder up a hill. And the boulder gets bigger, there's more boulders coming down, it's raining, and you've gained minuscule, um, you've gained like a meter, and you know, but you gotta keep going. What are the choices there? You keep going or the boulder crushes you. You know? It's gotta keep going. And I hope that story is quite like I don't think it's a sad story, I think it's a very uplifting story that. Um he doesn't really talk much about that experience he had, but Hopefully we have got the support in your life that I do shout to you to keep going or shoot, shout you to come back. And maybe you can use this podcast as me shouting you to keep going. Because sometimes we just need that. It's for you to keep going. One more day. Keep going today. Don't let the stress of life come all over you. And put... That's only weird. Don't let the stress of life take you down. <laughs> Don't let it, you know, it's, you can make it a lot worse yourself right things can get overwhelming but there's only one thing we can do at a time we break it down and we keep going the overwhelm mainly comes from our brain thinking it has to solve everything at once it doesn't it never works that way if you're overwhelmed by 
energy bills going up, how are you going to find money, you go save money, your health and fitness, social life, work, you break it all down. What can I actually do today? You know, and they break it into a task and you do that. It's not going to fix the thing straight away. It's not going to do anything straight away, but it moves you in the right direction. That's all we can do. So no point sitting there letting it overwhelm us. Like another HyperPod reference, like, you know, in HyperPod 1 when all the uh, envelopes coming in through the door. Just, just like what you catch, all overwhelmed, can't do anything, don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, don't overwhelm yourself. This is your voice to keep going. Um, you deserve to do this for your own health mindset, for your family and friends. You want to be the strongest version of yourself. And it does take, like the book we read, discipline. It takes discipline to keep going when you don't want to go. And that's the difference between people. If you can keep going when you really don't want to go, you're ahead of most people because most people will give up and they'll fall into these easy pleasures and then they will never get to where they want to go. But us, we're different. We keep going and this is your message, me shouting to you to keep going.